This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to what is officially the first Red Sox hot stove podcast of the offseason. World Series Game 1 going on right now, but this episode will be entirely Red Sox related. We have a list of nine players who there's a good chance they may not be back for the 2022 season. Some very heavy hitters on this list, some more minor ones towards the bottom. We're going to be getting into it. Joining me this episode, Andrew Dwan, Charlie Smith. How are you guys? I'm great. I'm super pumped. Um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, continuing to watch the World Series. And uh, I'm also excited to talk a little bit about some of the players that we're going to be talking about tonight, man. It's It's been a, a quiet last couple days. I missed everyone's faces. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, it's been a little while, you know, since we've been on just, what, three, four days. It was a sad episode because it was the post-mortem. And uh, so the the best medicine is to just pick it back up and, and uh, keep going. And there's going to be a lot to talk about in the next two, three, four weeks with qualifying offers opt-ins opt-outs and uh perhaps some non-tenders although those could be a little further into the winter but still there will be stuff to discuss so uh let's get into the list there's nine players we're each gonna profile three and make our pitch as to whether they may or may not be back andrew uh who do you got first yeah, I'm going with our right fielder, Hunter Renfro. Um, I think he was pretty much everyone's surprise of the season. Completely exceeded expectations, hitting 31 home runs, almost driving at 100. Uh, his salary doubles. It's projected to double in arbitration this year. Still an affordable 7.6 is the projected um, cost by MLB trade rumors. But I think that he can be valuable to a t- different team elsewhere. I do think the Red Sox will pick up um, his contract. They'll pay him that ARB2 salaries due. I-, I don't know. I-, I just have this gut feeling that they'll take advantage of his value being at its peak and move him, even if it does require eating maybe $2 million, if they can get some cost-controlled pitching. Now, I'm not thinking we're going to get like a number three starter or anything like that, but if they can get a low-cost, you know, valuable reliever or even a high miner's arm, I, I think that that is more valuable, especially considering that his production is most likely replaceable. Charlie, thoughts on Renfro? You're on mute, bud. 
Rent. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Renfro is going to be an interesting play because of what he was able to do last year. Um, offensively and also considering it's not going to cost that much. He still has a couple years of arbitration. This is going to be, I think, arb three for him. Um, I think he's going to make probably like eight, nine million uh, minimum. Uh, I, there's there's going to be a team that's probably willing to inquire about him and his services. I think Andrew's absolutely right on it. There's, there's a team that's, if they're looking for uh, a, ba- a banger, like you're, you're going to get, Renfro on the cheap end instead of paying 15 to 20 million for someone who's going to be a free agent you can get it for a fraction of the cost in Renfro I think you're going to be able to get more than just one piece I think you're going to be able to get either you know two and a pick or a couple picks and a decent player back but you're gonna you're gonna be able to make a little bit uh from Renfro for sure but you're definitely resigning him I could see Bloom moving him as well arguably his value might never be higher this was the career best season he's he's ever had so that arm is tantalizing out in right field teams know if he's in their outfield guys aren't going to be running on him so i definitely think there's some value there uh for bloom to explore and i don't think bloom's ever going to be the guy to carry a guy into the final year of his deal i think he's going to want value and i think with two years left of renfro there's certainly some value there so i would not be surprised if if he's not on the roster uh opening day i I think he could be playing for someone else charlie go ahead your first player so for me i had erod on this one um Erod this year made what eight million, a little over eight million. Uh, he's technically a free agent now. I don't think he's going to be getting the same deal that he originally. I think we anybody had thought he was going to be getting at the beginning of the year, just based on how everything went. Uh, the health was a major concern. Um, he still did okay this year, but uh, there are still some glaring flags because we still don't know what it's going to be like for someone in year two post-myocarditis. I do see him potentially coming back. I'm about 60% in with him potentially coming back, uh, but not signing anywhere near as expensive of a deal as we thought he was going to be getting at the beginning of the year with this five-year 125 or five-year 150. It's not even going to be remotely close to that, not even close. Andrew, thoughts on Erod? Uh, I absolutely think that they're going to give him the qualifying offer, whether or not he accepts his, accepts it. That's going to be a different uh, conversation. I hope he does. Um, he actually had a very good war, and his you know the deeper numbers were a lot better than the ones on paper. He definitely got unlucky. It seemed like the defense really fell apart around him as well. Uh, I hope that he would take the 18.4 mil that the one-year deal would offer, and then he could enter free agency with no strings attached, no draft picks uh, attached to him the following year in a week, a, by far a weaker free agent uh, market. And he'd still be under 32, so we would have that going for him. I've been all over the map with Erod over the last year. And uh, I was under the impression he probably wouldn't be back. But as we've seen some of the depth we thought we've had in the farm, Connor Siebold not look great. Garrett Whitlock, I mean, I 
I don't know that he's definitely going to be a starter at any point in 2022. I hope he is, and I hope it works out. But he was starting to have trouble holding down just one inning out of the pen towards the end of the year and uh, gave up some home runs and some and some key spots. So I'm not sold he's going to be necessarily a starter. Josh Winkowski, we got him in the Ben Benintendi deal. Not really sure what his ceiling is. So what I'm getting at here is with all this uncertainty, I think it's more likely than ever that Rodriguez comes back. And if he's given the qualifying offer, I bet that gets turned into a three or four year deal. You get the qualifying offer. If he declines it, the Red Sox still have leverage because some teams might not be quick to give up that draft pick or whatever. And I think his ultimate preference is to stay in Boston. So I think while there's a chance he might not be back, I I certainly lean to him coming back. So I want to say one thing uh, for that, because the QO was, what's the qualifying offer this year? Is it 18-1? Thereabouts. 18-4, yeah. 18-4, okay. So... Um, I, I actually think he's going to be getting like, if, if the QO doesn't end up being the route he goes, it's going to be two years and an option year. So in and around that three year range that you were saying, but the, the years total, uh, or excuse me, the, the annual, it, it's not going to be quite the qualifying offer. And I think you're right. I don't think there's going to be as many teams jumping at the bit or chomping at the bit rather, uh, to get Erod. It's, it's not like you're getting a, a Carlos Rodon type pitcher you're getting someone who's got potential health issues we still don't know what's going to happen his era was almost five this year so uh, two-year deal something in around 30 32 million doesn't seem that far-fetched that crazy i think it'll be a, a three or four year deal in the 15 to 20 per range so 45 to um no excuse me yeah, 15 to 20, so that's 45 to 80, I guess. Well, that's quite a joke. 45 to, si- 45 to 60 if you're going 15 per. If you're going 20 mil, then 80. Yeah, and you're up right. Up to 80, yeah. So 45 yep. to 80. That just sounds like a weird range. But, but yeah, I guess it just depends on if he gets uh, three or four years. But we'll see. All right, so where are we? So I guess we're going to go with my number one player and – I'm under the impression this guy will not be back, and that's Christian Arroyo. Bloom didn't exactly give him a ringing endorsement in the uh, uh, postseason presser, I guess, the end-of-the-year press conference. Uh, You know, he spoke very highly of some other players, Christian Vasquez, uh, J.D. Martinez as well, Um, but... Not so much Arroyo and said that he used Arroyo to say we could, you know, pursue some upgrades. Here's what I think is going to happen. Jeter Downs lighting the world on fire right now in the Arizona Fall League. He may not necessarily make the team out of spring training, but I think they're going to bring back Jose Iglesias. I think he's going to get a one-year deal, pretty cheap, four or five million, something like that. And I think he's going to probably be your 
your starting second baseman for at least April or May. And then I think Jeter Downs comes up and probably takes the position. And then, and then Iglesias will move to a, um, you know, just a bona fide utility role. And with Christian Arroyo, he's just not a durable guy, not a durable guy. And, um, I just don't think, I don't think Bloom values him. Uh, the way he has in in years prior. So, Andrew, thoughts on Arroyo? Uh, I think he's back. Um, I think his defense was invaluable. He still hasn't made an error, I don't think, in the last two years, albeit in spotty playing time. But he was worth 1.4 war in just over 160 at-bats, and I think that's something to build on. He had some freak injuries, and then obviously COVID destroyed him as well. Uh, I, I think he's back... MLB trade rumors projected um, uh, arbitration numbers only 1.1 million. So I, that's chump change. They can easily pick that up if he's doing well. And if other in organization options are doing well early in the season and you think you have belief in him that you can move uh, in a heartbeat because any team would take him for that for that amount of money and there's going to be injuries throughout the league too. And if this is a guy that can either play short or well, not ideally play short, but, or second in a, in a, you know, in a pinch, I, I think he's a very valuable piece, especially for a team that had a lot of defensive liabilities. So I, I, um, I, I could go both ways, but I actually do think he's going to come back probably for like a million bucks. He's he's the new, we're going to try real hard to make him look like Brock Holt, even though he's not Brock Holt. And I think he spent three or four, three or four stints on the IL this year. I can't remember. Uh, but also, I, I can't remember a moment where Arroyo committed an error either, so I don't think he has either. Um... And it's, again, spotty play, but for a million bucks, he made, what, half a million this year? Uh, I don't think it's completely far-fetched. I think there's a possibility for him to come back um, and kind of do what he's doing. I don't deny what Jeter Downs is doing. I I would love to see Downs come up. I'd love to see Iglesias come back, too, because I don't think the whole lineup is going to be coming back this year. I think there's going to be a couple of spots where – Maybe Arroyo has to prove himself, and if it doesn't work out, a million bucks, okay, you move him. Maybe you option him down. Who cares? Doesn't matter at that point. Um, but I don't see him being a huge high risk uh, to bring him back for a million bucks. If Jeter Downs becomes the everyday player by May 20th, then what? What do you do with Arroyo? Because he's not the most versatile guy. I mean, he's a middle infielder. First base, Jeter da- first base was a failure. You're not putting him in the outfield. So I just, I, I you know, where I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. <laughs> Everybody's uh, seen it, but I just, I just don't know that it's it's the greatest fit with the injury liabilities. But uh, as far as like players that are, you know, we're looking forward to see come up. Who do you think is a higher probability of coming up and doing work? Jeter Downs or uh, Tristan Casas? Well, Downs probably wouldn't be ready to lease the All-Star break. They're going to want to see him put it together for a while. But, I mean, Casas. 
I think I Casas think... would be on the same track, you know, maybe even a little later than Jeter Downs. I think he's... because of that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think Casas easily could win this job out of spring training. And you then think so? Do it. Really? Oh, it, it's a yeah, possibility. I mean, what, with what he did this year at one, two, three, four different levels of playing when you take in the Olympics, the AFL, double-A and triple-A, uh, yeah, he's he showed out in every single uh, aspect of the game. Hitting, fielding, um, a lot of good stuff has come out in the last couple of weeks from drills and – yeah, I think uh, you'll get your two-week. Uh, he's got to learn how to play defense, whatever the Cubs said about Chris Bryant, to manipulate his service time uh, excuse. And then I think he can take that job. Well, the CBA might dictate that a little differently. Um, yeah, that's going to be another. This another, year, uh, yeah. I think that's works. going to go away, actually. But I that surprises me because I, I would have thought he would be uh, in the later part of the season. But I, I'd love to see him as early as possible. I just didn't think his – his triple A time was enough yet. I, I just thought that was he didn't get there till mid to late August. I thought. But. Yeah, he he went up after the double A season ended, but he did even better in the Olympics. That that's where I saw the most out of him. Okay. All right. Well, I'd I'd love to see it. All right. So where are we at now? I just did uh, Arroyo. So Andrew, you're up. Who's your next player that may not be back? All right, so I did Ottavino. Um, I don't think that he will even get an offer from this team. I think they're going to walk away. I actually think it's going to be a pretty easy decision. It's not like he's got an option or anything. Uh, he's getting up there. You know, he he's only been in the you know in our lives the last like five or six years with the Rockies, then the Yankees, and then us. But I, I just don't see it. I, I can't see him coming back. He's going to want some money. Some team is going to pay him because, you know, he's still got good stuff. He's just obviously faded. They pushed him really hard at the beginning of the season. Um, I, I don't see it. I He's got, like, NL Central written all over him to me. I definitely don't think he's coming back. I, I had to look back at Ottavino because I remember him a while ago. He, his career actually started back in 2010. He, he's going to be spanning for 12 years now. Didn't pitch in 2011. But I'm like Andrew here. I don't see him coming back at all. There's just no way. There's no way you're bringing him back. Not for that kind of money. And I'm sure there's going to be a team that is going to be willing to say, yeah, sure, let's give it a shot. Uh, but Ottavino was on my red list. He's not coming back. Yeah, he just was completely useless against divisional opponents. Uh, you know, the Yankees, Rays, and Blue Jays specifically. And Cora didn't even go to him at all in the Rays series. That slider, he just has a lot of trouble locating. And if he can't locate it, all he has is a fastball. And I just think he's pretty diminished. And I agree that they probably don't bring him back. Charlie, your next player. Oh, there we go. I was muted again. So my next person I got, I have uh, J.D. Martinez. Um, after a little bit of research, I was talking to Terry about this, and I was like, wait a minute. I don't know if he has an opt-out this year, but Terry pulled it up and was like, oh, no, he definitely does, 100%. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this one because he's definitely getting older. It's not like his numbers are are getting better. I think 2020 was an outlier year, but you've seen the numbers slowly start to decline. 
counting his first year in Boston, you saw 43-130-330. Following year, 36-105-304. That's Homer RBI batting average. And then this year, you saw 28-99-286. You're starting to see the numbers drop off even more so. If he opts out, I don't think he's going to get re-signed. Uh, it's not going to be, yeah, you lose a bat, but you'll be able to replicate that. You'll be able to, hypothetically speaking, if JD opts out, you can get Renfro back for half that. You know, So I'm not completely heartbroken and devastated if he ends up leaving. Um, I'm, I'm probably about 60% he does come back. Uh, but I think there, there's potentially a team that might start whispering in his ear saying, hey, we'd like to sign you for three years and 65 or three years and 75 million, uh, something like that. So uh, it, it's like 50, 60 percent he comes back. If he doesn't, I'm not going to be devastated about it. Andrew? Yeah, to me, I – I think he's absolutely in. Um, I think he's going to opt in. And one interesting thing that he could do, uh, it's a more convoluted route, but he could opt out. The Red Sox could give him the qualifying offer if he opted out. He would take a little bit of a pay decrease, about a million or so dollars, but then he would have no chance of getting that qualifying offer next season. So that's just one thing I've been playing over in my head. Uh, but I I think he's going to take that money, especially given the uncertainty with the new CBA, if there's a lockout. And I, I just don't see him passing up that chance. I, I'm on the other side of the spectrum, really. I think he's going to opt out for sure. Um, if he... Say he gets burnt. Like, what exactly is getting burnt? Okay, he's due 19 and change, I think. So, if he only gets a one-year deal, what's the lowest it's going to be? I still think it's going to be in the, probably the 11 to 14 million range, something like that. So, yeah, he will have left a little bit of money on the table, but taking a chance at getting a lot more on a three- or four-year deal you know, worth maybe 60 to 80 million. I just think for sure he's, he's going to at least opt out. And if he opts out, I don't think Bloom is going to be the guy to, to give him the deal that, that Boris wants. So I just, I, I think, and I think Bloom would love to save 20 million bucks. I don't know if there's a bat there could replace him. I mean, he just, led the league in doubles this year and yeah he faded a little bit down the stretch i i just they asked him to play a lot of outfield this season i don't know if that had anything to do with it i just think that that's a valuable bat i wouldn't want to see him mopped out especially if that it's not a given that kyle schwarber will return i think he's going to get a lot of offers like a lot of offers um so i wouldn't mind not having any competition and just knowing i have that bat in in our lineup game in and game out because if he walked and then Schwarber, you know, he got into a bidding war and all of a sudden it's up to something like five or six years. And who knows if you want to do that? I don't. Yeah. Then, then it gets a little murky and you could be forced into a decision you really didn't want to have in the first place. I'll give Nick Castellano five or six years. <laughs> oh, he's going to want it. I and mean, he's opting out at two. He's going to want five, 
five with an option at I would, twenty-five. Plus. I would overpay for him a little bit, but I'm and we're, I'm going to mention that until the bitter end when is, the Padres sign him or whatever. But um, is that your top bat that oh, you want this yeah, year? I think so. Really? Nick okay. Castellanos, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, but I, I just I just can't see JD opting in like that's the one scenario i don't see so i could be wrong but i i think he plays someplace else but we'll see i i like i said uh all right so my next guy kevin plowecki you guys are not going to be on board here you guys are not going to be on board and that's fine i think he's gone and I think Chris Sale is getting his catcher back. Sandy Leone, I think, is coming back to the Boston Red Sox. It'll be super cheap. I don't think Christian Vasquez proved that he could be Chris Sale's catcher. I'm a little frustrated that Alex Cora didn't even try Kevin Ploiecki with Chris Sale. But I think Ploiecki's gone. Sandy Leon comes back for probably $2 million, something like that, give or take, on either side of it. And and that's what happens. But I actually think Ploiecki does come back for literally nothing. Probably for that, you know, I think he got $1.5 million this year. He probably comes back for the $2 million too. Um, and uh, interesting, I, you just love Sandy Leon. You do. just do. I, you just love him. Uh, I think Ploiecki ends up being the guy that ends up being brought back. Uh, I think they are going to make a power shift. I think there's going to be some major changes. I I think that Vasquez could be gone. I don't think that Vasquez is going to be coming back. I think that's going to be one of my bold statements. Uh, I think it could be Ploiecki and somebody else. It may not be Sandy Leone. They could actually invest in a catcher or make a move for a catcher. I just don't see Vasquez being, being the guy. He just... He hasn't shown it. Vasquez is a backup at best. Oh, I wouldn't say he's a backup at best. He's, I mean, he led the league in innings caught, and I mean, he's got a very reasonable salary. If you want to, I mean, if you want to take a quick look at the free agent catchers, it's oh, it's ugly. It's it's, it's ugly. No I'm one, with you. I'm with no you. No one's gonna trade a catcher. That's the other thing. Um, I think Plawecki's back. I think he did a great job uh, handling the staff. Can't handle base runners, but handling the staff. Uh, Nate had a career year with him, uh, catching him. He's only due 2 million next year. I absolutely see him uh, in the lineup. They don't have anyone ready. Uh, Hernandez still needs work on his receiving and game calling. That's definitely a question mark. Uh, Connor Wong's probably definitely not ready. Uh, He missed a lot of time this year. So you got to go in with the two and you can move a catcher like that, a backup one, if uh, one of those two guys in Worcester emerge. But I just, I don't see a major shakeup in that, in that, that department. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to die on that hill. I I could be wrong, but (laughs) I, I think Sandy's coming back. All right. Andrew, your final uh, player. All right. My last guy is Sawman. Um, I absolutely think he's coming back. I think he's actually going to have a better year. Core was asked about it by the foreign press uh, the other day, and he actually spoke 
glowingly of him and he made sure everyone knew that what he did this year was pretty damn impressive uh you come over to a different league that is a different ball you're learning a different language in a different city um especially you know with all the restrictions they had earlier in the year with covid you're not you know getting dressed together you're not hanging out together that that's a tough thing to get acclimated to. And he was pretty darn good until he wore down and he's not the youngest guy, but he's only due one and a half next year or 1.2 is one and a half against the, uh, against the cap. But he's a, he's an arm again, and it won't hurt you if you have to cut him. If he completely falls on his face, it's, that's not much money whatsoever. And he's, he's got good stuff. He's just got to learn how to harness it and learn when to, uh, in, use certain different pitches because you know he'd be throwing some balls high it's like just bury that one in the dirt i think there's definitely things he can build on yeah it's it was a 1.2 for this year 1.2 for next year and i think it was like a half it was five or six hundred thousand dollars for the buyout for 2022 i also think he's gonna come back i i don't think there's a reason to yet uh have him uh you know send him on his trails i i i think that there's an opportunity for for them to be able to make some tweaks um to his mechanics if they have to, because he's not a bad pitcher. He showed that he could handle himself in some tough situations. I'd like to believe that we should give this guy a second chance for 1.2 million. Why not? It's not like we're paying this guy 8 million. If it was Ottavino's contract, I would say no, send him packing, be done with it. But for 1.2 million, why not? I don't think there's enough depth in the farm to really replace him it doesn't surprise me that Alex Cora spoke glowingly of him because he even when he wasn't pitching well you would still see him brought into a key situation and sometimes it worked out sometimes it didn't I just my trust kind of waned on him in the in the final couple months of the season but for the money I agree he excuse me he probably does come back Two left. We uh, only have a, like a minute or two, so we won't spend a ton of time. Charlie, who's your final guy? Ooh, this is going to be fun, guys. Garrett Richards is my pick for this one. Uh, Garrett Richards was uh, one of the few players who found new ways to disappoint me uh, early this year. Ends up finding himself as a reliever. I end up eating my words, and then come the playoffs, it just it was what it was. Um, me, personally, I didn't have him on my wish list as, yes, we need to bring him back. $10 million club options, way too high for what he's uh, actually going to be worth. I think he's he's the type of person that could, in theory, replace Adam Ottavino if they end up going that route. So you buy him out for 1.5. You probably spend half that to bring him back if you really need to. Um, but I think he's on the list of buy out, bring back if you need to go that route. But still, I would rather spend $1.5 million than 10 to bring him back next year because he's not going to be worth that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be quick. Um, he'll have to accept about under $2 million. Uh, he just tweeted 30 minutes ago. Um, thank you for everything, Boston, on, to the, on and off the field. Uh, the best I've ever had, hashtag unfinished business. So who knows, they might have contacted him, but it'll be at a fraction of his salary. Yeah, I thought he could potentially be a seventh or eighth inning guy. He was starting to show stuff out of the pen, but that, what, $9.5 million option, whatever it is, that's a no-go. My final guy, Martin Perez, I think he's junk. I don't see any value there. I think he's gone. Andrew? Andrew's uh, 
stuck on mute. Charlie, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I, I think I can speak on behalf of Andrew and myself here. Um, when I went to the ALCS game, I was super excited. I was super pumped up. Um, this is going to be the first playoff game I've ever been to. And this game is going down to the wire. It is going down to the wire until Martin Perez ends up getting the call. And literally in a matter of moments, um, I'm devastated. I'm literally watching as my team gets absolutely spanked because Martin Perez gets brought into the game and Alex Gore decides to wave the white flag. In two pitches, he showcased why he does not belong in the majors anymore. I'm done with him. I'm over it. He will not be coming back to Boston next year. He will not be playing Major League Baseball next year. Yeah, the only way he's coming back is on a minor league deal um, for a couple hundred thousand, but that that's pretty much it. Yeah, I just I don't see it. I, he's just got nothing in the tank, it doesn't look like. So, all right, so we did it. We got through all nine of them. Uh, consensus on a lot of them not coming back. Uh, some disagreements on uh, a handful, so... We'll be uh, paying attention in the coming days or weeks to see what their status may be as we head further into the hot stove season. We'll probably be back maybe by the end of the weekend, so we'll uh, try to nail that down later on. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Take care.